this week, as we are recording it during a time when I am still dealing with asthma-y stuff, we are going to be a little bit shorter, and we are also just going to be doing one question, which means that one question is brought to you by Glycine, makers of the new Tuccino Lotion. This body lotion contains 11 natural oils and essential clays to both hydrate and tighten your skin, all with the reassuring and homey texture of fluid bacon. Experience the natural, bacony sense of moisturization and beauty that only Tuccino Lotion can provide. By Glycine. Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's question comes to us from Zach, who asked, if you could change one moment in history, what would it be? Which is a great question, and we decided that we couldn't pick just one moment. Yeah. So we are going to pick a number, well, a few different moments, and just have a conversation about history. We both studied some history at university. Some... I think I ended up with more than you did, just because... Yeah. Well, you took a minor in it, didn't you? Well, I was supposed to do a double major until they screwed me. So, right. Yeah. So I, I was so one... So I had too many for a minor and not enough. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I... Because I did... I was one too short. I needed 10 for a minor. Yeah. But it all... I needed at least two 400-level course... History courses, and I didn't have any. Uh, I only yeah. did 300 levels, because... I needed them for the grades, not necessarily for the minors. So right. I just took the ones that interested me. Yeah. And I was like, Which I don't want to write more papers. And I took the fours. And I yeah. did all of that stuff because I was going for sure. that. And then they changed what they wanted Ugh. in my last semester Thanks to add you, more. See? So I just said, screw it. Took the minor and left. Right. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I well, mean, it unfair, wasn't. But, but anyway. that's the situation. Yeah. Also, hi, I'm back. I hope you guys enjoyed the Jeremy podcast last week. Yes. It was nice of him to fill in for me. Yeah. And I know that he wanted to kind of get his way in, and you guys could talk about nerdier things than I can talk about. So yeah, I feel like moving forward, we'll have a little bit more Jeremy kind of interspersed just to... Well, I'm thinking about maybe even rotating every once in a while. Maybe when an election's coming, I talk to somebody, and I sure. grab somebody who's into electoral politics. who we, So we can answer those, the John questions like we answered a couple weeks back. Yeah. With a little bit more knowledge on both sides rather than you answering all the the questions of both John and me. Yeah, which, yeah. I, like, I don't mind doing it, but at the same time, it will allow you to not have to worry about when you have tech weeks and you have uh-huh. all of that other stuff. And also, it will provide a better answer to the audience's question sure. in some cases. Yeah, it's so, still going to be two guys answering the questions. Yeah. Or in some cases, possibly three, depending on how things go. Maybe we have a... Maybe Jeremy and you and I all talk about something once. Yeah. Which would make even longer podcast. <laughs> or shorter. Could be. Because it's just all awkward pauses. <laughs> I don't I don't know when to talk when, when Jeremy's here. Uh, I, t- Dave, Dave, go. Oh, um, I too <laughs> like that video game. <laughs> oh, dang it, just... Jeremy, talk about Far Cry 3. <laughs> I haven't played Far Cry 3. Dang it! Okay, we'll talk about my dinner with Andre. Okay, tell me more. I just thought about that one the other day, and I don't know why, but all of a sudden that that video game came up, and I just started giggling. I think I wanted. I think I told somebody to tell me more, and then I was just like, <laughs> Martin. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have one particular moment in history? I, I just jumped right into our topic. Not really. No. One particular one? No. Like when you first, when you were first asked this question, when Zach first sent this to you, did one right. pop out in your mind? What popped into my mind was, oh, okay, so the standard answer is going to be stop Hitler. So I don't want to mm. talk about that. Okay. That one didn't even occur to me. I mean. Okay. It obviously did, but like, that no, wasn't. No, I think what the message here is, Dave is okay with Hitler. I mean, two weeks ago, I proved that I was both a Trump supporter and a communist, so clearly I'm a fascist as well. I'm just running the spectrum of that right side <laughs> slash left side. Yeah. yeah, one of them's way yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the Stop Hitler one makes the most amount of sense, but where, what point in history do you do that? Do you stop... You know, do you do you nurture that art school gift? Yeah, that's what you do. What that's how you change the history to butterfly effect it out. You go back to that art school and say, "Hey, 
here's some literature. This is what happens if you turn him down. Yeah. And then we then he paints like George W. Bush, and we're fine. Right? So is that what you would do? Would you go and talk to this To this the art school? school? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that solves all of the problems. Then you're not picking, like, is it pre-Kristallnacht? Post-war? Right. Like, post-start of the war? When are you... You is obviously Valkyrie have to, working? Yeah. Well, then you're, the Holocaust's going to happen, so... Yeah. You obviously have to get to it early enough where, like you said, a butterfly, the ripple effect, is small enough that it, the ripple hasn't already started. Well, the thing is, is if Hitler doesn't come into power, how does... How is Deutschland today? Is there a, like... Mm-hmm. He, for all of the terrible things he did, and it was a lot of terrible things, mm-hmm. he is the reason there was a... That Germany could rise. That fascistic system. He pulled them system. out of that recession. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've had that conversation with people not to support Hitler because obviously he did an incredible amount of catastrophic and atrocious things. Yes. The the, the Holocaust and the genocide is... The, the war. The war. Everything about that is, is terrible. But in the, rearm, the rearmament of Germany... Taking the Ruhr back and... Like he built the economy and he got jobs back and I mean car companies started because of uh, because of him right like like I think Mercedes and I can't remember did they come about because of that time period like is that kind or of become stronger become stronger right like yeah. there there were things that happened because of him Volkswagen Volkswagen maybe that's what I was thinking yeah, yeah. these companies started their 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 economies started rising right and be, yep. so I mean there were some things that, even to this day, Germany is still feeling the effects of, both good and bad. Yep. But. How, like, how, there's no real way to pull, does the Depression stop? Right. Because the war really helped pull the U.S. out of the Depression. There were signs that it was starting. Yeah. Or how far left does the U.S. go without the war? Because FDR, if he's still pushing further and further and further, New Deal, New Deal, New Deal. Right. I'm not saying they go communist, because I doubt that would have happened. No. But they could be way further left than they are now. If you don't have the war, do you have the McCarthy era where you are blacklisting communists? Because you are... Like, this is what I find so interesting about this particular conversation, and that's why I was so excited to talk about it, was because that... My friend TJ and I got into this conversation regarding our own personal lives recently. Hmm. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, when I was, I mean, this is a small in comparison to the grand scheme of world history. But, like, when I was applying for university, I I got into the U of L, the U of C, and the U, University of Lethbridge, University of Alberta, University of Calgary, for those of you who are not Albertans. <laughs> slash non-Canadians. I mean... Yeah, well, but U of L could somebody might be Laval. Yeah, totally. So I mean, but yeah, those were the three. So the three major Albertan schools I applied for and got into all three. But I chose the U of C. So that was that was the pebble that started the ripple effect. Was me picking that school. Yep. And I think about the people that I met and the cho- the courses that I I took and the choices that I made and the different path that I took. To end up where I am right now versus if I went to the U of A, would I be a designer right now? Would I have my master's degree? Would You and I wouldn't be friends, nope. more than likely. We maybe would have met because I did have connections at the U of A. And maybe I come down to Calgary and somehow our paths cross, but like... But not in the same... Not in no, the same organic the same. sort of way, right? No. And it's just, it's remarkable to think how one choice can affect the rest of your life and the rest of the world. My choices were U of C or RRDC for two and then U of A to do right. conservatory okay. acting. Yeah. And then I decided, no, I want something a little freer and I want to look at directing. And mm-hmm. then I was told, then you should consider U of C. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah. So you think about that, for me, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. And how that ripple and how that butterfly effect has brought me to this point where we're talking about the butterfly effect. Yep. Whereas you think about something like stopping the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. Yeah. And what that might have prevented. Well. I mean, that's an interesting one because at I, that point, Europe was such a power keg that something was probably going to set off still that start war, war anyway. Yeah. But would it have been later? Would it have been different sides? Like, yeah. 
what if England chooses the German side, which is what the Germans thought would happen? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like You have Germany and England fighting on the same side in that First France. World War against France. And Russia. That's a. I I, I feel like that's a, a no <laughs> that's a contest. Very you different have the, war. You have the greatest navy. Yeah. And you have the German fighters, which were incredible. And I mean, like they dug in and they fought so, so heartily in that Honestly, first world war. Honestly, is it not the best army in the war? Right. Oh, it has to be. They the only the biggest reason why they lost was a they just. I mean, the, the Americans coming and adding extra support it's one all the country. time. Right? It's practically one country against Europe and the rest of the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Like, you have Germany and Austria-Hungary, which... At the time. At the time, not powerful. bad. And, like, Serbia. Ottoman Empire. Ottoman Empire, right. So you had a few of those. But, I mean, they started pulling out because yeah. they were losing bodies. And so the Germany kind of had to fight it on their own. Yeah. So you have the greatest army and... England, the empire with the greatest navy, and probably the second best army in that. Until the Americans show up, but even the the U.S. is more supplies is what wins the war in World War One. Supplies and people, yeah, people start showing up, but by that point, Germany's falling apart at home, so it's not going to. So you think about if you have the British on that on on the German side. So not only do you have the greatest navy, but you have the empire. So you have. Canadians That's and Australians coming yep. over. Anzac, yep. And so you have all those different... Would you say Anzac? Yeah. Australia, New Zealand... Uh, Whatever. And Canada? Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, wait. Is that what it is? Yeah, it might be. I'm not sure. Um, But you have all them fighting on the same side, so you have the numbers. And I mean, the Canadians, we just celebrated the 100th anniversary of Vimy Ridge. Yep. And that kind of set establish the fact that we weren't just militia, but we could actually fight. Is there still a British Empire? Right? Germany doesn't crumble, there's no Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. So <laughs> so while the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand probably didn't stop the First World War, it was probably an, inevi- an inevitability. It was. The sides might have been different. Could have been. And so that's, it's just interesting to think about that one. So that one, like, anyway, I, I love thinking about all these different moments in history and what the ramifications have down the line. And I mean, that yeah. was 113 years ago that the First World War started. Good Lord, yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So it's, that one's a little more interesting. But yeah, like the, the whole Hitler conversation, like. But that was. Where my head first went when Zach asked was, right. I'm I'm almost sure that the stock answer most people think of is stop Hitler. Yeah. It's not a bad stock answer. No, it Fine. really isn't. It's just, I feel like it's cheating. It, it feels a bit like it, because that's so obvious. Yeah, that is the most, yeah, it's the most obvious answer. I mean, I guess the other option surrounding World War II is do you try and cancel the Manhattan Project, or do you, like... Because it kind of brought about the nuclear age, right? Yeah. But at that point, it's not necessarily the Manhattan Project because things were already snowballing. So you'd have to go further back to the discovery of atomic weapons or or something to that effect. And I don't know that... Again, stopping the Nazis. Because who builds the nuclear weapons? Nazi scientists. Right. So... Yeah, fair enough. So, <laughs> I guess we go back to Hitler. But <laughs> it still seems like cheating. Yeah, it does. So what other options are there? Stop the JFK assassination. That was the first, honestly, that that was the first one that came to my mind. (laughs) Okay. And I don't necessarily, I mean, a couple weeks ago we talked about politics and obviously I don't know enough about it, but I just. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm right back in because we went to 1960 again. The era Sean understands the best. Right. (laughs) So he was assassinated in 1963. Yeah. Even though I don't have, I have a degree in like Renaissance, but for whatever reason, 1960. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yes, we can talk about the Renaissance. We have held on to the is the Ren was the why Renaissance the Renaissance for, is for jerks. We've held on to that topic since the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, and someday we're gonna get to it, and it's gonna be so fun. It'll it just be a means day. we need to do the research. Yeah, so someday we'll get to that. But that was my first thought: was what would the effects of stopping JFK 
of stopping Lee Harvey Oswald from assassinating JFK. <laughs> Damn that JFK. <laughs> <laughs> Stop him. What if they'd shot him sooner? <laughs> what if we rigged that election so that Nixon won? You mean... I'll just skip past that. <laughs> I mean, so at that point, like, do you know why Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated Kennedy? Assuming that Assuming that's what that happened. That's what actually what happened, depending on who you want to talk to and the <laughs> conspiracy theorists and everything like right. that. But do you know what the... I mean, there's some... When, when Martin Luther King was assassinated, we all know why. Because yep. people are racist. But... Like, with, with Lincoln, it was... Another the, interesting thing you could change. Sure, absolutely. I mean, assassinations in general are something that would be very interesting. Like, the assassination of Luther King, the assassination of Lincoln, both yeah. come to mind, right? But with Kennedy... McKinley? Sure. <laughs> yeah. We can just go back to Kennedy. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that was... Because the Vietnam War was happening at that point, right? Because uh, that went on no, for no, not really. Okay, Vietnam. Do you know when the Vietnam conflict started? Oh yeah, sorry, Americans. We can't say war because then they'd lost one, and that right. would be awkward. Yeah. Um, no, dates November first, nineteen fifty-five, but that's not necessarily. Oh no! Right, like that's not the start of the. F- no. Okay. Uh, beginning 1950, American military advisors arrived in what was then French Indochina. U.S. involvement escalated in the early 1960s, 1960s with troop levels tripling in 1961 and again in 1962. Okay. But when is the... The Gulf of Tonkin, Tonkin incident was in 1964. U.S. involvement okay. escalated further following the 1964... Gulf of Tonkin incident. Yeah, the Gulf of Tonkin is what I was just about to ask when you right. started reading. That's it. kind that's, of what I wanted. That's yeah. about that's about where we clock the start of the Vietnam War. Okay, so that's LBJ, right? Yeah, post post assassination. So right, I mean we had Bay of Pigs. Yep, and the the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yep, and I mean he was um, this is the height of the Cold War. Yeah, that's probably as close as it gets. There I mean, are other flashpoints, but yeah, sure. But that was one of the biggest ones. Yep. I mean the Doomsday Clock was as close to. Midnight as it could have been. Yeah, until what now? <laughs> yeah, right. So, so what was the what was the driving force behind Oswald allegedly assassinating? Do you not do you not know? Not really. Okay. He's just a lunatic, or like? Well, there are so many. Again, if we're chalking it up to Oswald, I'm not as familiar. But there's like a lot of different theories as to why okay. somebody assassinated JFK. Mafia ties. It could be about Cuba. It could be right. Any number, any of, number things. of things. Okay, so here's the question. For some reason, it pops into my mind, despite the fact that I don't know enough of what would have changed had he not been shot. But if Kennedy doesn't get assassinated, or say whoever shoots him, whether it was Oswald or not, yeah, they miss and they hit. The driver instead, or they the seat or something. They hit the seat. How does that change history? Well, I mean, Kennedy survives, so I mean he yep. d- he goes on to it. Was was he? That was his first term. Yeah, he was elected in nineteen sixty. Okay, that was his. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Eisenhower is president till sixty because right. he gets elected in nineteen fifty two after Truman. Because Truman. Right, okay, so Eisenhower's 52 to, to 60, and... Right. JFK is 60 to 63, and then LBJ's, LBJ is till 68. Right, okay. And then Nixon, 68 through to 72, and then 73, 74, I don't remember when Watergate is, 73 or 4, he Somewhere resigns. Somewhere around there, yeah. So then it's Gerald Ford. Right. And then Jimmy Carter, in 90, or 76, 96. To Reagan. To Reagan. And then Bush, and then... Clinton, Clinton Bush. Obama. Trump. Trump. Okay, so... Wow. Um, that still feels awful to say. Right? I know. Well, that feels awful, but I mean, we're better with American presidents than we are with Canadian prime ministers. I couldn't name you who was prime minister. I mean, I know some of them, but I, I don't know as many prime ministers as, as I do presidents. Oh, fair enough. Well, just like from that same era, yeah, it might be kind of tricky. Yeah. But once we get to Trudeau, Mulroney, 
Campbell Clark. Yeah. Like, not too bad. No. <laughs> then there's 12 years of Cretchen, so... <laughs> and 10 years of Harper. So it's... Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was... Um, okay, so we had... So he's, he's in his first term. Yep. And so... Oh, that's what I was going to... Complete sidebar. Could LBJ rerun in 1970? Because technically he was president in 63, so he was he finished up what was Kennedy's term. And then he won. Then he once. won. So could he have won, run again because technically he didn't serve two full terms because that he was just taking over? I think he could have but did not want to. Right. So so Kennedy gets doesn't get assassinated, so he, he gets through his first term. Right. So, I mean... What sort of policies was he putting to... What was he doing that might have changed the world? Like, I know that people loved him as a president, but he was around for three years. It's just... Or do they love him because he got assassinated? See, it's it's kind of tricky when it comes to JFK because he was... He wasn't a bad president, but I don't know how much he really did. Right. Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah, but mm-hmm. Bay of Pigs isn't a shining example of awesomeness. Certainly not. The reason I brought up Mafia is because Bobby Kennedy, who was the Attorney General right. for JFK, was cracking down on the Mafia. So mm. a strong... To have... The way that I see it probably going is... Assuming that Bobby also doesn't get shot. Sure. <laughs> right. For reasons. Um, he's probably Attorney General throughout and then runs when Jack is done. And then maybe oh, he is president. Interesting. So then you might have never had Nixon, which means you never have Watergate, which means the trust level in the American president is at pre seventies level, which is actually something where as opposed to now, which means maybe you don't have the same partisanship, which means you don't have Jimmy Carter, which means you might not have the dominance of Reagan, which means that yeah. Man. So then the weak-chinned-style Democrats, the policy liberals who had no hope of beating Reagan... Right. Maybe they're not the Democratic Party. Maybe it is the Kennedy-style populist, liberal, pro-civil right, pro-right, pro-everything. Yeah. Pro-everything. That's obviously not true, but you know what I mean. A more... a strong-willed left... But not a crazy, like, far progressive left, but a left that makes sense. Right. Interesting. I still hold by the fact that I think Bobby Kennedy would have been a better president than JFK was. Is that right? Yeah. And he got... It wasn't much longer after he got assassinated, was it? He was assassinated when he was running for president at the Beverly Hilton in 1968. Oh, okay. He was going to run against Nixon in 68 as the Democratic nominee other than LBJ. Oh, and he was killed at the at a rally, not a rally, but it's like a speech at a right. hotel. And somebody just came up to him and shot him, right? Like, yeah. yeah, in the kitchen. I think it was. Um, it's believed to be over the pro-Israel oh, kind okay. of because he was pro-Israel, so a Palestinian okay. guy assassinated him. I think that's what it's believed, but it could have been any number of things at that point. No, that one's a little clearer because oh, okay. they caught the guy who did it because oh. he did it in a kitchen filled right. with people and they just tackled him. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Man. one. That one's different than JFK's. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I know a surprising amount about the 60s because as people cannot see this, I didn't look anything up no. while talking about that. He was I'm, looking right at me the whole time. Um, is which, that all covered in the Kennedys in the, that documentary, like the miniseries, The Kennedys? How much of that I, is covered? Do you know? I have no idea. I never saw it. Oh, really? Oh, it seems like something you would have watched. I've read fair books on the Kennedys. I've seen Bobby, the Emilio Estevez directed movie about Bobby Kennedy and the assassination of Bobby oh, Kennedy. How is it? Really good, actually. Emilio Estevez is a director, hey? Yeah, it's a big ensemble piece, like cool. a huge cast. So they, it's like a day. It's a slice of life of that day. So it's oh, like once Fishburne is the head chef, and you've got. I think so Lindsay like, Lohan's just like a girl staying at the hotel who wants to see it. And here's some of Bobby's campaign workers trying to get people to come in to so vote for So is it vignettes of yep. these people's lives that kind of all culminate in the... All tying into Bobby. And cool. that day. Yeah, it's good. Who plays Bobby? Uh, I don't 
remember because okay. it's not it's mostly stock footage of actually Bobby Kennedy. Oh, interesting. Okay. And they have a stand-in right. kind of. Right. If which, I remember right. Which I appreciate. I, I actually like that better. It was it was good. Yeah. Again, whenever you get around to returning Outlander, you may borrow Bobby. You own it, too? I oh, definitely man. own it. You own a lot more. It doesn't look like you own a lot of movies, but every time we talk about one, it's like, I have that movie. Like, how? It's because I, we keep talking about, I talk about the movies I know the best, and the ones I know the best are the ones I watched all the time when I didn't have cable, right. so I watched my DVDs. Sure, that's fair. And I bought Bobby for $2 when Blockbuster was closing. Nice. Like, I would like this, sure. Okay, that's fair. Huh. So, does JFK win a second term? Maybe. It depends on who the, the Republicans put up. They sure. can't put up Nixon again to run against Kennedy because he already lost against Kennedy. So then, so does that mean that they just... Could they do it again? Like, legally, could they? They just don't want sure. to? Yeah, okay. yeah, of course you can. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They just don't want him to get throttled by Kennedy again. Do you want McCain to run against Obama twice? Totally. And that's kind of what I figured. I just wanted to double check. <laughs> Like, it didn't work the first time. Yeah. Is it going to work this time? Like, does Mitt Romney... Mitt Romney could have run again in 2016. Right? right. Because he lost to Obama, sure. Yeah. But could he have been beaten Clinton? Probably. Yeah. I think so. So... Man. Can you imagine a world where Mitt Romney runs instead of Donald Trump? Yeah. Oh. And it's sad that I'm like, oh, that would have been great. The, the saddest you will ever get to is when you realize how much you miss George W. Bush being president. Right? <laughs> That's exactly it. When you're going, oh, man, he was actually not a terrible president when you compare him to Trump. <sighs> he's actually kind of fun now. Right? When you think about it. At now least that he's, he kind of knew what was going on. Well, so. now that he's not the president anymore, and he's just kind of like a... <laughs> Sassy painter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Good on you. What is, he paints, like, portraits of... Soldiers and stuff, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, like dogs and yeah. just random. It's it's neat. It's it's a it's sort of a postmodern real style. Yeah. but I don't think it's just a style. I think that's just how he can paint. Totally. So, yeah. Whatever. I also did you. This is a complete tangent, but did what? you see the? Well, it's weird that I'm taking. It. I know that's true. Uh, did you see the pictures from Trump's inauguration of George W. Bush trying to get a poncho on? Because it was amazing, and it made me miss him so much. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because <laughs> it started raining, so yeah. he tried to get one of those clear no, plastic ponchos. I thought it was a bright, sunny day. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Uh, somebody had a sprinkler on over where the former presidents were sitting. Sure. So Anyway, it was yeah. raining, so W starts trying to put a poncho on, and he didn't manage to do it, so he then just gave up, noticed the camera, and gave, like, the best W grin. No! It's like, this is the best. <laughs> Once we're done, we'll look up the photo, because nice. they've got it in, like, a photo montage. I also heard that uh, I didn't see the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I, I didn't see anything of it, but I heard that Will Ferrell dressed up as George W. Bush and went and did his thing as George W. Bush. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and apparently he said something along the lines of he's no longer the worst president in recent history, and it took only 100 days for that ha to happen. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> so I, I would like to, to try and find that. Like, I saw somebody posted a video. I just haven't had a chance yeah, to see it. Yeah, it's like, probably I, about the host. He was quite good, too. I yeah, can never remember his name. He's from The Daily Show. Yeah. I can never remember his name. Never yeah. remember it. But I've heard that he was very good. He was. I mean, I heard it was... I mean, Trump didn't attend it, so... It no, he's really pretty thin-skinned, yeah. so... yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Barry Goldwater ran against Lyndon B. Johnson in '64, so Goldwater probably would have run against Barry Kennedy. Goldwater, like, there's some who who did Mondale lose to? Was that Reagan? Yeah. And was that the one? So tell me about. So Barry Goldwater ran. Yes. Um. He was the Republican nominee for president of the United States in 1964. Right. And. Walter Mondale ran against Reagan. Right. Right. Which is the one in The Simpsons where Bart and Martin are running against each other, and then there's the the, the article where Martin is holding up Simpson, Simpson crushes Prince. Dewey defeats Truman. Dewey defeats Truman. Okay. Yeah. Because some papers called it for Dewey because Dewey in the polls yeah. was like six points ahead of Truman. Right. But the polls weren't going to Truman's base. 
Right. So they just they underestimated the Truman vote. Right. Okay. And so that's what that famous photo. Dewey is defeats from. Truman. Okay. <laughs> one for Martin, or one for Martin, <laughs> two for Martin. I demand a recount. Okay. One for Martin, two for Martin. <laughs> want another one? No, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna do it anyway. One for Martin, two for Martin. <laughs> Ah, I love it. Um, man, I haven't seen that episode in forever. It's so weird to think, like, I can think about Walt- Walter Mondale, and there's other people who, are, and, and in more re- recent history, like Mitt Romney and John McCain, and... Uh, well, those are very, very different, because Mondale got crushed. I know, but I'm just thinking, McCain like, also got crushed. I can think about people who, who have ran against the president. Sure, yeah. Like, who ended up becoming the president. I've never heard of Barry Goldwater. Yep. (laughs) I've never heard of them so much that I had to hesitate on his first name because I couldn't remember. It's literally Barry. A super (laughs) easy name to remember. I got Goldwater, no problem, but I forgot Barry. Yep. Huh. Well, yeah, because you know Bob Dole. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole, Bob Dole. And uh, Clinton beat Bush, right? Emperor. And Perot, yeah, in the in the first term. So, That's key, though, because Perot sucked a lot of votes out of the Bush side. Oh, did he? Yeah. Interesting. So people can blame Ross Perot for they could. Clinton. But then they put up Bob Dole, and Bob Dole got crushed by Clinton in the second term. So Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is sometimes it's just... Incumbents did... are so powerful. John Kerry yep. ran against Bush, Bush right? Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I liked Kerry, but... He just... Was that, that the first or the second? What? When Bush when Bush won... Right. Was that was that when he won the first time or the second time? Well, that was won? Al Gore. Al Gore, right. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, 2000 yeah. recount, right, Florida, right. the Supreme yeah, Court, all the ballots missing, yeah. Oh, my God, right. I can't, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. But I remember John Kerry. Yeah. Well, that's nice. <laughs> John Kerry's listening going, Aw, <laughs> they remember me. <laughs> He was also Secretary of State as of last year until Trump took over. So it's not. Yeah. After Clinton stepped aside so she could set up to run for 2016, John Kerry became Secretary of State. Chief diplomat. Which is the job he's best at. He's a great diplomat. Sure. Okay. How do we get back into another? I mean, I guess because a lot of the history is about politics. You started talking about, or I brought up JFK. You're like, that's the first thing I thought of. And I'm like, I know. Oh, good. I blame myself, <laughs> you guys. You two weeks ago, even I said this is the era I know the most. I about. know it is. My second favorite board game of all time is about running that election. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Is there anything else we want to touch on on that subject? Is there anything else that you can opine on if JFK doesn't get assassinated? I don't know that Vietnam's as bad as it was. Do you think he doesn't send pe- as many people? Or I don't know if he handles it the same way as the... Like, do you know much about Lyndon B. Johnson? Not... Grumpy Texas man who was really mad and one of those old Southern Democrats. Not quite Dixiecrat, but Southern Democrats who... Like, yeah, you push me, I'm going to push back twice as hard. You punch me, I'm going to shoot you. Like, he's the he's an escalation guy. He Gotcha. So, I don't know if it gets that far that fast. I mean, he was still VP, so I was that will say, have do something you, to do, if, but... Why did, why did Kennedy pick him as his VP, do you know? Went in Texas, man. Ah, of course. Of course. He does, a Catholic boy in 1960 does not have the support of the South. I'm sure you don't know anything about Harry F. Byrd, so I'm not going to spend too much time in that. But there were, there was a second Democratic candidate in the 1960 election, and his name was Harry F. Byrd because he was the Dixiecrat, and a Dixiecrat is essentially the ones who were still anti-civil rights. Right. So there were Dixiecrats still. Okay. So having a strong populist southern good old boy style democrat as your vp gives him cachet and also that's like i don't remember if he's baptist or presbyterian or something but that it gives you balance because there were again i don't know how much you know about 1960 but i've watched documentaries i've read books all of that sort of stuff but there were legitimate concerns from some people and you watch american politics and you can see how these concerns can spiral where it was I don't want a president who's taking orders from the Pope. So if you have a strong good old boy Southern Democrat as your VP, as your running mate, who was also the Speaker of the House at the time, you've got 
cachet, you've got here's the old world Democrat and I'm the new populist. Right. So people are going, well, he takes his orders from the from the Pope, but maybe, maybe but he must not, because man, the Speaker of the House. The head of the Democratic Party, third in line to presidency, as of right now, if it was a Democratic sure, president, yeah, yeah. but technically third in line to presidency. Right. Yeah, think about that. If Trump and Pence are gone, it's Paul Ryan. Ugh. So, but that's that's the way the line goes. Yeah. It's like, okay, this guy's been in office forever. We know him. Yeah. He's from the South. He's yeah. from Texas. We trust him. We Okay. And yeah. then there's also the Houston... Presbyterian Association or something like that also came out at the same time because it's like you're with Texas so then that brings some ministers who are like no he's not going to take orders from the Pope that's not how Catholicism works here's how this is we support him and then that swings a whole bunch that way oh man so it's all it was absolutely a political move oh yeah because like Obama picking um, Joe Biden Joe Biden yep Biden's from Delaware Delaware yep not gonna get a like you got the Delaware vote. That's three electoral votes. Yeah. That's not really doing much. Nope. But you look at the way that Biden and Obama got along and like yeah. they were BFFs. Yeah. I loved their presidential relationship. Yeah. I feel like But he was also different. He was more in your face. He was more personable, whereas Obama was more of a professorial, yeah. a thoughtful president, yeah. whereas Biden was more roll up his sleeves, gonna go get a burger, having an ice cream cone with just he's, some he's folks. A, he's a man's man. Papa Joe. That's, yeah, totally. That's, a, that's what he was. So for Lyndon B. Johnson was kind of, he was your uncle. He was that just kind of guy you could sit down, he could have a beer with, he could talk about Lady Bird, that's his wife, he could talk about how much he loved bloodhounds. Just, he could just sit and shoot with you, right? Oh yeah, Lady Bird was his wife. Yeah, and that's who the that's why Hank's dog, dog is, is named, named Lady, Lady Bird, Bird because, because he's of... a big Lyndon B. Johnson fan because he's from Texas. God, it all comes together. <laughs> Dave made the horrible mistake of wading into American politics again. That's <laughs> just it's right in my wheelhouse. It is. I get it. That's interesting, though. Of course. So yeah, then that. So with him being vice president, there still might have been that push from him to be like, we need to send people over, but he's not the one making that executive order. Right. It's still Kennedy's decision. With McNamara and Bobby as attorney general. Yeah. And yeah. Interesting. So maybe it doesn't escalate the same. Does yeah. he put in a draft? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. But he has to show strong against communism. Sure. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, that one's such... Any of these conversations is such a... But... What I do think it happens yeah. is I don't think Nixon becomes president in 68. Sure. That one makes sense. Can you imagine back-to-back Kennedys? Yeah. <laughs> I could. Yeah. Man, it just like like you said, the way that the world would shape up now as opposed to... Bobby, the hard-nosed Catholic family man who yeah. was very much about family and all of that sort of stuff. Very anti-mafia. Yeah. So you get, so you have John, who is kind of super anti-corruption, right. as well. Yeah. So you have John, who Jack, whatever, who yeah. is John F. Kennedy, yeah, so yeah, who is the charismatic one and mm-hmm. like kind of the that that the front runner, I guess, or the first one there, like the first the first family member with his toe in the in the pool. Yep. But then you have Bobby, who is a little bit more like more of a politician. Jack's the showman. Jack's the war hero. Yeah. Jack's the one that you put out oh, front, yeah. and that Jack's also a drug addict. But we <laughs> like let's be fair. Sure. So you have that, and Jack the Flanderer. Like you have. Oh yeah. But so you have him, and you get through eight years. Like actually, this wasn't so bad. But then you get Bobby. This guy coming up behind him, he's younger than Jack? Yep. The younger brother, but the one who's a lot more, like, more of a politician. And, like you said, a lot more hard-nosed, a lot more cracking the whip. And and all of a sudden you go, actually... Yeah, and he's been attorney general. He's been in the office. He's been running things. If things are going well, great. Interesting. That means no Gerald Ford. That means no Nixon. That means no Watergate, like I said. Because Nixon resigned and sort of Ford... Ford takes over. It was, like... Ford was VP. He didn't get elected, right? Because no. Nixon resigned, so yeah. then Ford just became up. president. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Carter won in 76. Right. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Joe Ford's the one who likes footballs and nachos, though, right? Yeah. Okay. And beer. And beer, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. 
Huh. Wow. I don't know why I accidentally... Like, I don't I, know why I accidentally went there. I feel bad, but... Do you? No, because it's really interesting. And that's, that's why I good. love this topic, is because it's interesting. Yeah. I just hope that everybody else is as interested as we are. <laughs> oh my god. It's been 20 minutes of <laughs> 1960s American politics. <laughs> Alright, well let's... Move on to something else? Move on to something else. Yeah. Do you have... Do you have one? Here, let's go way far back. Yeah. What if Qin Shi Huang doesn't unite China? So glad that you took those Chinese history courses. No, but, but uh, in eight kingdoms right. instead of China. Right. No, and that makes... I, I Eight kingdoms? There were eight kingdoms? Yeah. Good well, Lord. Well, there's more. I'm simplifying. Sure. We're going to go with eight. For the sake of the argument, for the sake of the conversation. So, so all of a sudden you don't have this juggernaut, this dynamo, this industrial machine. That communist country. Communist country. That is China. You have eight different... I mean... In, does that stop how much does that stop down the line does that avoid the war in vietnam or well first things first there's no wall right because you don't have the resources to build a wall which means mongolia conquers most of if not all of china sure yeah those damn mongolians ah south park we don't get a lot of (laughs) south park references in. no we don't yeah okay yeah Chinese manufacturing, not the same. No. If it's if it's eight countries, maybe the stuff around Shanghai, Guangzhou, like that area, maybe Macau, but at the same time, is it still imperial? Then does China resist Britain as well as they do? Right. Maybe not. Yeah. British Empire has China. How much stronger is it? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. You asked for a ripple effect, so yeah, I, d- I totally. thought this no, is one a, that... that's a pretty massive ripple. Yeah. Like, that's that's tossing a pebble back. When did he unite China? Oh. It's been a long time since I've studied that. It's what the film Hero is based around as well. So, okay. 800 BC? Yeah, Let's I was going to say 1,000, but okay, yeah. So Chinese I mean, historians, tweet at me if you have to, but I'm after we're done this, I'm going to look it up again just to sate my brain, because my brain's like, you're getting things wrong and I don't like it. But we're but talking. We'll say so. It's it's thousands upon thousands of years ago. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter. A long ass time ago. Yeah, and so you get that far back, and so that little pebble rippling all through to now that becomes a tidal wave. Maybe eight hundred AD. No, it's going to bother me. What's his name? Because oh, I'm going to totally... Because you're going to spell it. Yeah. How uh, about you just look that up? I'll do it. Yeah. But anyway, so while you're looking that up, so whenever that happened, that's that's a little bit, but all of a sudden the massive effects that it has moving forward are incredible. Yep. Like, I was just thinking, like I said, I was thinking you, you don't have that... When did the... 200 BC. Oh, I mean, you were close with 800 BC and 1280 and... Oh, no, you said 200. 200. Yeah. I was like, 208? Oh, no. 200 BC. 200 BC. Okay. So, think about that in Western terms, Rome-ish. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's when China unified. Then there's all the dynasties, which we won't bother with, like Ming and all of that. That was the only dynasty I know. That's fine. But, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's... 2,200 years. 2,200 years ago, yeah. 2,200 years by our calendar, yeah. Yep. Of not having one gigantic country. Right. Which was isolationist for a very long time and then was forced to not be and then invaded from the north and all of that. When did they become a communist country? 50s. Okay. Mao. Yeah, I just couldn't remember when exactly Mao. Cultural revolution is 50, early 50s. Okay. So all of a sudden, Ike era um, in the U.S. Which makes sense, which is why Cold War happened right around then. And, you know, communism was such a prevalent part of the 50s, 60s that yep. that does make sense. It wasn't communist before. It just seems like... No, it was like an imperial dynasty still. That's so weird. It's so hard to wrap my head around that because all I... I mean, 
I've known China only as a communist country. Yeah. But like I've but I also haven't learned a lot about China. That's I learned fun. some in grade nine, somewhere around there, junior high social yeah, studies class. I did but too. And not enough a, that a chunk, but Right. Like, not nearly enough to to know anything now. They invented paper and gunpowder. Right. They're communist in nineteen fifty. This is Mao Zedong. Yeah. That's the On to France. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. So you I only learned so much at that point, <clears throat> but you know, I've learned about Russia, pre-war Russia, and Russia is a communist country, and I, I've seen post-war Russia. I remember East Germany and West Germany, but now I see them as just one united country again. So yeah. you, I, I've seen all that, but to think about China as anything other than communist is so weird, but communism as a, as a philosophy didn't even come about until Marx, really. Yep. And when was that? That was... Middle, uh, early to mid-1800s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like yeah. 1850s, around that era. So, I mean, the earliest consideration of communism was only 200 years ago. Yeah, as long as you're ignoring, like, Robespierre and the kind of, the hints toward a commune of sure. people, but that that raised, and yeah. With the French Revolution, everything like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was... I literally wrote an article about Orphans of the Storm, which is about the French Revolution, oh. but it was used in the 1920s U.S. by D.W. Griffith as anti-Bolshevik propaganda, which made no sense. Weird. But I wrote about that a couple of weeks back okay. on the website, so. I mean, it's, I, I feel like the the French Revolution was as much of, I mean, it was liberty, fraternity, brotherhood, and equality. Yeah. And, but it was also, it was, it was almost as much of an anti-imperialist revolution as it was pro-brotherhood, right? Like, yeah. it was... It was tearing down the aristocrat yeah. and the monarchy and that sort of stuff, but yeah. So I, I kind of understand and then Napoleon anyway, so... Oh, God, then we can get into that old thing. Like, there's there's so many different little moments here that we could talk about. Like, yeah. you know, what happens if Napoleon doesn't escape uh, Elba? No, that's where he was born. No. He was born in Corsica. I think he was uh, Elsa the first time. But but yes. What? Elba. You said Elsa. Oh, right. Let it go, Sean. Um, That's Ilsa, but fine. Damn it! (laughs) I quit! (laughs) But if he doesn't escape Elba... I don't know. I knew that one, too. Elba Island the first time, then we don't have, you know, we don't have Waterloo. Yeah. I mean, and it's not as big a ripple as the unification of China, but... As they're not being a China. Yeah. yeah. But it's just those little things. Like, to pinpoint one little moment of what one moment of history would you change, it's tricky. What if there's no Rome? Or right? what if Rome doesn't stop? Like, if it doesn't fall apart? Sure. Or, sorry, barbarians. It's falling apart. <laughs> it just got so big, and they just didn't have the population to withstand that I don't well and it was corrupt in the middle and it kind of starts crumbling yeah. and then when you're crumbling on the inside it's hard to stop the barbarians so sure <laughs> and what do Germans do they invade stuff so clearly in the last two or three podcasts we've talked about that so yeah. <laughs> actually we didn't talk about it three weeks ago I don't know what I'm talking about two weeks ago I'm yeah. tired do you want to pick one to wrap up Pick one thing, because that was technically Zach's question, if you could pick one moment, and then we could just do a quick thing on that. I hope the all the politics stuff is okay. I think it's Dave been was interested, pretty interesting. So. Like, it's, it's, it's whether different. you like politics or not. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. If not, we'll be back to talking about movies probably next week totally. anyway. So. Yeah. I'm going to allude to something that I'm going to pitch, but... What if, and this is more a question for you because <laughs> I feel like you'll be able to answer it better than I will. Okay. What if the Spanish Armada had landed in England? Then there's no England. So Which then means there's no empire. No empire. Right. Yeah. It's a Spanish empire. Would it be a Spanish empire? Well, they had an empire at the time, Did so they? probably. Well, yeah, the South America? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> sure. That's how they could afford the Armada. Right. Spanish Main. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you don't have so you don't have England, so you don't have an English empire, which means getting back to our World War 1 conversation, you don't 
have the greatest navy in the world if you have a well, navy no, Spain at all. does. Sure. Yeah, because they're now taking over the entire UK. Man. Yeah. Which means that the world probably speaks predominantly Spanish and not English yep. at this point. Yep. Huh. If Spain pushes to the Indies... Right. And like India and China, the way that England did. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like, sure, they have the empire because they have the Spanish empire and they take over the UK, but do they keep going? Do they... Because when was the... Yeah, they probably do. Portugal will. Port Like Macau, yeah. right? P- Macau is Chinese and Portuguese because that was a Portuguese settlement. Right. So, yeah, I, I think they do, especially because... What do you want? You want trading partners. You need yeah. to keep the economy flowing. And to keep the economy flowing, you have to find people to trade with. Right. So if you run Europe, where are you going to go? East. Sure. I don't know that they conquer stuff the same way. I don't know that Spain conquers India. Right. Like, maybe. It's hard to say. But hmm. I don't know why they would care because they've got the gold mine that is South America. <laughs> Sure. That's what they care about. Well, and that's the thing is South America is just... Combine that with the colonies like us, so Canada, and obviously they would have the U.S. because they had Florida and then lost it. Oh, yeah. Sure. So I can't imagine they wouldn't keep going up to make the money that they could by exploiting that area. Yeah. Also gives them the sugar of the West Indies because that's part of the reason England was like... oh. Okay, American can go. We need this because we want to keep the sugar. There's other reasons, obviously, and yay, they won. But (laughs) they want to protect the sugar plantations in the Caribbean because that was where all the money was at that point. Right. When sugar was discovered and started to be cultivated in large amounts, (laughs) there was nothing worth more than sugar. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, think about it. Until then, there was nothing that was sweetened with sugar. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything was salty or spicy or whatever. Or rotting and covered in pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's why pepper is a thing is because you could take slightly turned stuff and you wouldn't taste it. You would taste the pepper. Yeah. Gross. We're really letting my history flag fly the yep. last couple of weeks we've had together. <laughs> yep. Which is fine. And I mean, I still really enjoyed the conversation. I felt like I could opine on a little bit it's just i am not nearly the history nerd that you are yeah true and i mean nerd in like the most endearing way like yeah i don't find nerd insulting so no it's fine yeah i know a lot of stuff about this because i like it and if that's what a nerd is is somebody who cares passionately about stuff and i care about a lot of things and one of them is history yeah there you go i'm happy with ending on that one i know it's been a long couple weeks for you and you've been unwell so yeah well, we can go behind the curtain if you want to and say that we are recording these together. We could do that. Yeah. Because we needed to. Yeah. So. Just the way it goes for reasons. For reasons. I started saying that in my everyday vernacular, by the way. It's <laughs> like, yeah, this happened because of reasons. <laughs> did like, you get that from did, me? I absolutely got that yeah. from you. <laughs> Why is that happening? I don't know. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to kind of dismiss things. People are like, all right. Yeah, I, I can't. I cannot argue with that. Literally, can't argue that. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? I'm just trying to think if there's one moment that I wanted to point out other than the ones that we've said. If people really like this, we can do another round of it. Yeah. There's enough historical moments in the world that we could do a second round of this. Oh, easily. So if you Super guys liked easy. it and want us to do it again, yeah, just hit us up, and we'll do that. Yeah. We have done that before with our movies we'd like to see turned to plays. Yeah. We did like a whole episode and a half of that once. Yep. Yeah. We did. And we would do it again if people asked us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no telephones. Interesting. Right? <laughs> I don't know that I'd want that, but what if Bell doesn't invent the telephone? Or the Italian guy who also did it before but doesn't get credit. Who I just dismissed the same way that everyone who cares about him hates. But, <laughs> but still. Man. Yeah, think how different that would be. Plus, postmen would be way more important. Totally. Well, and... And then the Kevin Costner movie is way better. Also true. 
we wouldn't be doing a podcast today. Nope. Because everything was, yeah, through the telephone, that's how the first internet connection was made. And if we don't have a telephone, then there's no point in having the internet. Yep. If we were still just stuck in that era where we wrote letters to each other. And I mean, like... Yeah. That's crazy. I don't... Like, I don't want... I wouldn't go back and change that. That's not what I'm saying. That's more of a what if. Thinking about what if that wasn't an invention we made. Yeah. Wireless would still probably... Like, the telegraph. Yeah. So we could still communicate over distances, but no cell phones, no cell phones... No podcasts, no podcasts, no guys from blank. And that's a world I don't want to live in. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Mrs. Internet, or Mrs. Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast. I wonder what Mr. Internet's like with Mrs. Anyway. And we want to answer your questions. Or just have a good old chat. They wouldn't be married because they don't exist because there's no phones. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are delirious. Uh, we are at Guys From Podcast. Email guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at The Guys From. Or write down a question, send it to us, have us answer it, and then get a time machine, go back in time, and rewrite the question, changing it, and then get us to answer it again. Yeah, we do it. Yeah. We also wouldn't know. Exactly, I suppose. But you would know. Yeah. You as in the listener, not Sean. Right. Yeah. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can. And the best thing you can do for us to help us get the word out there is to leave a rating or a review on the iTunes store, as all of the other ones seem to like using Apple for their own metrics. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? As I alluded to, you should check out this book called What Might Have Been, Leading Historians on 12 What-Ifs of History. Hmm. It's a really cool read that talks about, like, what happens if the gunpowder plot had succeeded? What happens if the Spanish Armada had landed? Just basically what we've been talking about today, but, like, legitimate historians opining on these world-famous events that... Oh, it's really cool. It's all... It's little essays and everything. It's really, really worth the read. So if you can find it, I highly suggest reading that. Nice. John? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this 1960s American political podcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies. Uh, Maybe I should write about politics again. I seem to enjoy talking about it. Uh, Gaming, The Simpsons, some South Park stuff might be coming soon. Some big movie lists might be coming soon. We've got some summer ideas. And if somebody was to check out the website in the summer, where would they find all that? www.theguysfrom.com? I think that's the one. Yeah. All right. Head to ihorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And also, we've been talking about alternate history, so if you have Amazon Video, why not check out Man in High Castle, a historical fiction or an alternate history historical fiction where the Nazis and the Japanese imperialists win the war and conquer the United States. It's a story told from that perspective. Well, there you go. Special thanks to The Sweets for our stupendous opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Garden Music. This has been episode 168 of the Guys From Podcast, the Joe F. Kennedy Podcast. That's his dad. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing but Sean's seemingly foundless knowledge of 1960s China and a few other random things just to mix into the pot. Because why not, really? Yeah, I guess.
Okay, we didn't do an end lore the last time we were together, so yeah. we're going to do one this time. Yeah. Dave, I want you to tell me the three facts you know about Barry Goldwater. Um, he was a size 36 waist. Kate? He was a Scorpio. Okay. And his favorite food was tortellini. One of those may actually be true. Look it up. <laughs>